Hey, I'm Danny Purrington, and you're listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm an elopement photographer who loves anything grilled cheese and traveling to weird and wild places around the globe. After being an entrepreneur for four years and building a six-figure business that I love running, I'm here to teach you everything from actionable tips on running a successful and thriving business to what's on my heart and how we can continuously seek to glorify Jesus even in our businesses. So here we go. Are you ready? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rude Creative Podcast. I am here with Micah Cook. He is a destination wedding photographer, and he is the first of our photographer feature series that we're doing every month, or at least going to try to do every month. I'm so excited to have him here. Micah, how are you? Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Danny. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing great. It has been a beautiful and crazy kind of start to the year, but I'm just so excited to kind of sit down and actually be able to chat and go over all the fun stuff you have planned for today. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to dive in. But first I have to talk about how we have like a not weird connection, but like there's a connection that we, yes, I didn't realize. I know, I know. Tell, tell me, tell me about that. <laughs> yes. So um, let's see. It was, I went to school uh, for college. I went to Liberty and part of that was I became close with a friend named K-Mac, who I know was a student of yours. And K-Mac put together um, the invitation, which is an incredible style shoot that they have been K-Mac and McKenna, both of your mm-hmm. students that have been putting this <laughs> together and doing it literally around the globe, which has been amazing. So I attended their first workshop out in Arizona. And then from there, I found out about Danny and all of your incredible work and it also just kind of started my whole destination work. So it's been a fun little weird connection we have. I know. So cool. And it's like K-Mac and McKenna were both my students. And that's when they were inspired. Actually, we did a Utah trip. And then they were like, we should do content days together and expand our offerings. And I was like, go for it. And, then and they, they, and they the took it and ran. They took it and yeah. ran. I love it. And that's how you like met them. And oh my gosh, just so many connections. I love it. Um, but first, okay. I have so many things I want to talk about. You were just featured in people. We're going to talk about that with, um, one of the cheer stars from Netflix, which Mm -hmm. is insane and so exciting. Um, and, and also you have like this awesome TikTok strategy that I also want to touch on, but before we dive into all of that, tell us a little bit about you and a bit about your photography journey, just to kind of get everybody, um, up to speed with, you know, where you're at. Absolutely. So my name is Micah. I'm Micah Cook Photography. I have been in the realm of weddings, pretty much solely weddings for about four years now. And it has been crazy. It's been an exponential growth ever since day one. Um, I am 24. I, I think, yes, I'm 24. Um, <laughs> I've been married about a year. I, I can't remember the age. I can't remember the year we're in, all that fun stuff. Um, really I have been married for a year and a half now. And Um, My wife and I met at Liberty, but I have just, it started as a hobby. I feel like that that's pretty much it. Starting photography, it started as a hobby. It was literally on my iPod touch. Um, I would take a landscape photo so off-centered. It was such weird angles. It wasn't even funny. I would throw (laughs) it in Instagram, up the contrast, up the saturation, throw in all the filters. And really all it took was for one person to think, oh, you're good at landscape photos. You must be good at family photos. And I feel like that's just kind of the progression and how it goes for a lot of photographers. It's just one thing leads to a next. Um, And some people grow at different paces than others. And the second I got into the realm of weddings, it just really took off. Um, I currently specialize in the high-end destination weddings. I am based in North Carolina, where my wife and I moved once we got married. But I do, I would say probably about 90 to 95% of my work I would, sorry, let me say 85 to 90% of my work is actually out of North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. So it's still, for the most part, North America, but um, it is kind of all over the States and it is just the most fun job and I love it. So that's pretty much where I am. On top of that, I have really just expanded when it comes to social media marketing and really grown my strategies there and my knowledge there. And just, I love sharing kind of my personality through that. You'll get to know very quickly that I'm extroverted. And that's kind of like one of my outlets. So I do some coaching of my own and like mentorship sessions of my own. And that's one thing I love like 
honing in on for my mm-hmm. for my clients is like talking about social media strategies and how it can get you where you want to go essentially. So, but that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah. I really love focusing on those really like super detailed weddings and the couples that are just like going after the exact same vision, you know? So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am. I love it. Um, when did you, did you say when you got started with kind of like the destination wedding? Yeah. So no, I didn't, but I would love to. Um, okay. My first <laughs> wedding, my first wedding was the end of 2019. And mm-hmm. it was, um, we'll just, we'll get the last out now. It was for $300 and it was 13 yes. hours long. We love all it. Know, oh my gosh. 13 hours. Stop. Yes. Yes. I think we got about two hours behind schedule at a point. Um, luckily that had nothing to do with me. Um, but that was kind of the start at the end of 2019, about 20, let's see what year was it? It was the beginning of 2021 that I, um, did this workshop with Kay Mac and McKenna out in Arizona, um, which allowed me to come back with content from four different shoots from engagement to elopement to the kind of wedding feel that I was able to come back and start tagging different locations in. On top of that, I decided to kind of take a sporadic trip out to the coast in Oregon and a couple um, of my brides here on the East Coast wanted to follow me out there for engagement photos. So we ended up doing that as well. And these little things at the beginning of 2021 really allowed me to start kind of offering um, just travel for my work. And it's kind of like Mm -hmm. one person sees it and then everyone starts gravitating toward it. It's like, oh, okay, great. You're not just stuck to, at the time I was in Virginia, it's like, you're not just stuck to Virginia. Great. We can bring you out here. We want your work and your personality out here. So that was kind of that. And once I realized I'm like, oh, I can travel for this. Oh, this is fun. And especially once you really learn how to travel or to implement your travel costs, then it Mm -hmm. becomes such like a fun sort of initiative and being able to just like travel and go see different venues and different locations and your creativity just flows. So that really started at the beginning of 2021. And now it's really turned into about 90% of my business being outside of the state I live in. That's awesome. And would you say you're traveling like every weekend or like every other weekend or like, is it exhausting? How's the travel actually going for you? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it solely depends on the month. Um, there are times that I feel like our house is just a, like a refrigerated, um, what's it called? Those big storage, like a, like a storage unit, essentially just for all of our stuff. All that's, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, we're just paying to hold on our stuff in this house. Um, (laughs) cause we're just out. And sometimes I feel like I live here. I would say on average, I'm out two to three weekends a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you calculate like spring weeks and and uh, fall weeks obviously when we're in the middle of busy season i can be gone five to six weekends in a row it, it really depends wow. mm-hmm. um also with my job if you find couples that have availability like weekday evenings it's nice because then you can get some work in on the weekdays rather than just be at home and editing um and it kind of limits having to be out every weekend so right it really varies but i also try to kind of do two birds one stone so if i'm going to a location um, I will oftentimes find couple, some of my couples that are either nearby or just tell them, Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And for instance, I'm going out to LA in August and I'm going to go see the Taylor Swift concert. And I have two, potentially three of my brides. I know where, see, even if it's not work, we have to be traveling. That's just really how my wife and I are. Um, Wait, does she come with you? Side she does. Question. Yes. Okay. No, she does. She works remotely. Oh, um, perfect. which is nice. So if we're driving, she can work in the car. If we're flying, you know, we just try to schedule a time when she doesn't have to be in hours and the rest of the time she can just work. So like our LA trip is actually stop three of a three and a half week trip for us. Wow. Yes. So it's, <laughs> I really just want to embrace it. You know, it's like we planned this trip for Taylor Swift. And part of that was I now have two, potentially three of my couples that are more on the East coast flying out to the West coast for their engagement photos. Um, and I also just literally this morning booked a very last minute stunning wedding I've been dreaming of in Carmel. So now I'm like Ooh. out there for this concert. I have this work and now I just booked a wedding that's only four hours away and it drink, and, you know, it, it brings me to another location. I absolutely love in California. So yeah, it's fun. I love to kind of find work wherever I go. And the trip kind of pays for itself. Like it really the concert does. tickets pay for themselves because you just booked another wedding, you know? It really does. <laughs> yes. No, it's nice and fast. Oh my gosh. Also like what a blessing. And I always ask this because like everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, marital situation and yeah. like jobs and all that is very different. So what a blessing that your wife can come with you and you can be mm-hmm. gone all that time and you can actually go Absolutely. with her. Absolutely. I, I envy that in a way, because I think when I first started with photography, I, uh, my husband had did have a flexible job, but then he became a firefighter and he couldn't mm-hmm. travel with me anymore. And I was like gone for weeks sometimes. And I was like, where's my I'm husband? Sure I'm sure that's so hard. <laughs> Unless it's like a specific wedding or engagement session that I'm making a one or two day trip, you know, where it's just, it doesn't really make sense to get, um, you know, for her to go like get an extra plane yeah. ticket for her to then just have to stay in a hotel room for two days. Right. Right. As long as it doesn't make sense, she'll go with me. And if there's an event where I'm like, she can't come with me, I don't necessarily feel as led to go do it and be away for four or five days. Cause if it's not what you're used to. It's really hard being away for more than like two days at a time. So yeah, totally. Um, does your wife work, um, weekdays like nine to five or, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. then if you're gone on the weekends, I'm sorry if this is getting like super personal, but no, I always you're love good. To I ask. love it. I love <laughs> I it. I'm love... an open book. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so if she's working like nine to five, she works remotely. I'm assuming you're home during the week as well. Mm-hmm. But as far as like when you both have days off, if you're gone on the weekends, you know, just the, and I know she doesn't come with you to everyone, but let's say like you have two quick weekends, like in the yeah. month, um, like how, what do you guys do for like time off together and like that yeah. type of stuff? And I mean, it's not, it's honestly, it, it's not even that like personal. Cause it's still nice to be able to talk about like work-life balance. It's, yeah. it's super hard to do that as a photographer, especially if you're pursuing it full time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely important to hit on. Um, we work at the same at our kitchen table together all day. We go to the same coffee shop probably three, four times a week when we're in town. Um, we, we definitely have a routine that still allows us to work together and be next to each other the entire time. Um, and when it comes time for like weekends, when I have to be gone for a day or so, you know, I encourage her to go out and go do like a girl, little girl's day with her friends, have people over. Um, she likes to use her free time to read and stuff like that. But if not, you know, we like to take advantage of some of our hobbies are like, we love going to find like nice places to eat. We love going to the farmer's market, like doing all those little things. So we still make it like nice and homey when I have a day off. And one thing about that is I can control my schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So if some days I need to work 10 hours and other days I say, you know what, I'm actually going to take half day off. It's a lot more flexible and easy for me to do that than her when she's like a strict kind of nine to five, nine to six sort of time. Um, so it's it's nice for me to be able to do that and just like put my computer away when she's done so that we can have the evenings together. We can have the mornings together, stuff like that before we go into work yeah. together. Um, so when we when we are free, we love to just take our dog, go to a lake nearby, go on walks, um, go to a little farmer's market, find places to eat. And I have family in Tennessee. She has family in Miami. So if we're not here, we're typically on one of those places unless I'm doing a quick little travel somewhere for work. Mm-hmm. Um but that's kind of how we, we, we work our time out a little bit. That's cool. And it's almost like I, I used to work corporate and I remember like working with my coworkers and I was like, I see these people more than I see my own husband, but it's like, you know, you're working, but you're still with your wife. Like you're oh, at yeah. the coffee shop, you're at the kitchen table, whatever it is. And you still see her and you're still like chatting. And I'm sure like, you know, having friendly conversation oh, like yeah. you would. <laughs> you for, instance, for instance, when we go down to Miami, I don't want to go down on a weekend because that's a wasted free day for her that she has to be spent in the car. And mm. that's why I really love to go um, on a weekday where I am able to, you know, take a day off work yeah. and she can just be working, looking down. And then she looks up and she's like, oh, okay. We just drove eight hours. Um, <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. And I think the whole COVID whatever turned everyone into more of like remote working. And so I, I think that was kind of a blessing in disguise in some ways, but also, um, just a strange time. Anyway, um, (laughs) I won't go into COVID too much. No, you're good. (laughs) You're good. Um, okay. So you are now a destination wedding photographer. Tell me how, and you can even like tell me more about your values with photography, but tell me how you found like your specific style and niche. Um, and when I say niche, like I, it could mean like being a destination wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. but it could also mean like your values as a photographer and basically like what you're bringing to your client's table for them. Um, so how would you say you found that? And then, yeah, what are those values that you have? Yeah, I love it. Um, I think it is a very 
long question in the terms of how it progresses and how it builds and grows, right? Because I feel like even once you find your style, your niche, it's always still adjusting. You're always finding those changes. And what I tell like other photographers that come for like mentorships and stuff is like, I've been doing weddings four years. You can be doing weddings 15 years and every single one, you're still going to walk away learning something. A, about your own self, like what you have to contribute. And then also about the wedding process, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know that you definitely specialize in elopements. And one thing that I think is different here is I love weddings. I love the big and the crazy, whether it ends up being like 50 people or it ends up being like 300 people like this wedding I just did. I love, and obviously you have your people that go up into like the 800 realm and you're just like, that's ridiculous, whatever. Um, I need 10 photographers for that. Yeah. Um, I love the crazy. And part of that is I'm a very, from, from what my couple says, I'm a very calm presence on the day, but I have structure. And I think being extroverted, wanting to talk and also being a believer, wanting to be able to share like my faith with people and just what, you know, how the Lord kind of like manipulates my work and all sorts of stuff. I want to be able to share that with people. So that's where my passion lies and having a big group of people and being able to just like pour myself into them. Mm. Um, when it really comes to work, the whole destination part is like, as I said, I'm extrovert. I love traveling. I love talking to new people. I love being able to experience new things. I have a huge sense of FOMO. So I'm sad watching a potential like inquiry just slip by when it's something I could do to serve them, explore a new place, et cetera. So I think it became very natural just for me to chase after kind of that destination feel. And it wasn't even that. It was where you, if, if you are trying to price yourself, not to go into pricing right now, but if you are located somewhere and you want to stay local, you have your pricing limit, right? Like you can't ex- exceed a certain price in certain areas. For instance, like if you're in New York City, if you're in DC, if you're in LA, like those are places like monies can be endless for certain weddings. Mm-hmm. But here in Raleigh, North Carolina, there aren't many people that are going to be looking to spend over five to maybe $7,000 for your wedding photography, right? Mm -hmm. So part of that was building my business, building my pricing, and just understanding where my value was. I understood how to search after those bigger weddings that are going to allow me to charge what I charge. But that's just because it's worth the service I'm delivering. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of going in this little tangent right now. Um, I'm all for tangents. Keep going. I love it. Part (laughs) of it. Another thing that I tell people is that like my job as a photographer, all of our jobs, secondly, but what I pursue is serving our couple. Mm -hmm. Like my job is to serve them on their wedding day, make sure things run smoothly. Um, And I'm sorry, I guess this also goes for elopements, goes for engagement sessions, whatever realm you're in. You want to make sure things go smoothly. They feel comfortable that they know you're there for them and they don't feel like photos are just a chore. Like they want their moments documented. So whether you are heavier with poses and prompts or you're heavier with the whole documentary style of like, it doesn't even seem like a photographer is involved. Like it's just moments and like frozen in time. Um, Your job is to serve them. But at the same time, as a business owner, it's important for us to have our specific goals. What do we want to reach as business owners? What do we want to charge? Who do we want to be able to work with? What's the style And what I've come to learn over the past year, year and a half, especially is how to curate my work towards that and curate my marketing towards that. Mm -hmm. So I'm reaching out to those couples that chase after color, which I love, that chase after the little details like the colored um, tablecloths or the little napkins, you know, just very minuscule things. I love being detail oriented and I love chasing after couples that do that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it really just kind of comes with time of understanding where is your value as a photographer? What are you trying to you know search for? I know people that could charge three, four times what they do charge, but they choose to stay there because they love those couples they serve and they love mm-hmm. the work it brings them. And I think that is such a humbling and respectful and just, I love that aspect. At the same time, it's still great to serve those huge weddings and it's still great to serve those small weddings. Mm-hmm. So it really comes personal to you. Are you someone who really wants to only stick in like, an elopement style, maybe 50, 50, less than 50 people at a wedding. Are you someone that wants to go after those 300 person plus weddings? And once you get there, what is the style of the wedding you want to go for, right? Having a 300 person wedding in a barn structure is going to be very different than at an estate. That's going to be very different in Hawaii. You know, like it's just all over the place and it's all personal. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. I I just started talking. No, no, it totally makes sense. Um, because I think everybody does have their own values with photography and it's important to know, you know, the type of people that you're serving, because at the end of the day, that's what 
will get new clients, but also that's, what's going to keep your passion going in your photography. Um, you know, everyone says always like raise your prices and book less. And it's like, yeah, you could, but Mm -hmm. is that price range then not going to be reflective of your, the couples that like you love serving, you know, and that's totally true. I think with like, especially big weddings, like the higher you get, the more luxury, usually the photographer is, um, with bigger weddings (laughs) in price. Um, so I, I completely agree. And I think that's really cool. Like the perspective you had, um, as far as like the pricing thing. Cause I, I mean, there's a lot of talk on pricing too. I think Mm -hmm. people are like, always raise your prices. You're worth so much more, but I think it does come with who, who, what clientele falls into that price range and what's the demand for the price range. And if you are local, you know, what are other photographers charging and, you know, are you going to struggle if you go beyond that limit? And it's all important stuff to know in the market too, that we don't talk about. Hey friend, I wanted to hop on and let you know that we have Rooted Utah coming up in exactly one month and we are so excited. We're getting all of the things prepped and ready to go to meet our new ladies and I wanted to offer you an opportunity to come. This is your last chance. We've got two tickets left for the in-house workshop tickets and when I tell you that this workshop is going to be so freaking good. I can't even explain it. We're headed to the sand dunes, the salt flats, and the mountains, the beautiful green mountains right now of Utah um, with three styled elopement shoots and two couples per shoot. So you're going to have content on content. But not only that, the heart of what Rooted is, is the community and also the the outpouring that we give to you guys. I have Macy Francis coming and she's giving an awesome talk on identity and ministry, making your work your ministry. It changed my life last year when she spoke. So if you want to come, hit me up. It's danny at dannyperrington.com for more information on pricing and details if you have questions, or you can go to our website for more info. Um, We do have some discounts going on, so I recommend you email me for more information. It is July 10th through the 13th. We hope to see you there. It's going to be life-changing. Yeah, also, like, what's your goal? Because, you know, people that are willing to spend $20,000 on a photographer need to be served, but there's also the people that are trying to spend less than $2,000 on a photographer. And they also have an event that needs to be served and valued. Um, so it really, it really just goes to what are your goals? What are, what are you trying to curate your, your market? Like, who are you trying to curate your, your, I can't talk your value to. And like, who do you, I don't know. I just love this so much. I'm like, my mind's in a million different places. Um, it's really who you just want to curate your work to and Mm -hmm. how you want to serve them. Yeah. Um, well, clearly you've had something very well work for you, which has been TikTok, and it actually helped you land this amazing opportunity. So tell us a little bit about your TikTok strategy and just this whole, you know, what happened with this people feature that you just got literally like a couple days ago, I think. Or yeah, it something. was it was this past Saturday wedding, and then the release was about three days ago. So that's it was crazy. exciting. It's yeah. in papers today, so I actually have to go to the grocery store oh my and pick gosh. up a magazine later. Go buy like ten. I yeah. will. I will. It's only a little snippet. We we're hoping for front page, but still, still. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think let me. Th- there's kind of two parts to this. One kind of ties that last question into this one, and I think part of that is as photographers in whatever realm you're in. As you progress, you will always be learning and you will always be taking something away, right? So as a wedding photographer, every single wedding I walk away from is going to be so much different than the last one. Even if it's at the same venue, even if it's the same vendors, whatever, it's still going to be so much different than the last one. Mm -hmm. So I walk away learning something new, something more. I also learn about how I can serve different people better. So as photographers, whatever your specialty is, whatever your niche is, you have a way of thinking about it that your couples won't understand. So when it comes to social media, especially TikTok, one of my big things is being able to express my knowledge as a wedding professional in the wedding industry with people that may not know that, right? They may Mm -hmm. be stepping into it like, oh, great, I have to plan this whole wedding. And they may have the vision down to a T of what they want. But there are certain things I'm going to know that they're not going to think about, right? Um, In a second, I'll kind of, if it's all right with you, I'll kind of give like a little backup to what my social media presence was like and how I got here. No, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. But I think one example I'll give right before I do that is I made a video last year about a grounded floral arch. You know, the floral arches that are on the ground. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I wasn't the one that introduced that. I wasn't the one that, you know, brought this into the world. 
but it was not a very popular option. And I saw it and I fell in love with it. And the reason I did that was because when you look at it, there's so many like floral arches that go up by the head or something, you know, some kind of structure. And those flowers or flowers around your head can be distracting. They take away from the hair that just took hours to do, you know, it's, it lifts your vision up. But when you have your flowers on the ground around your feet, what it does is it casts everyone's vision down and up. So they look at you and they see your hair, they see your makeup, they see you two talking with each other and doing your vows and giving rings. It's not distracting. And what it does is it creates a beautiful scenery around your feet. And plus those flowers can be lifted and then taken to like, they're typically made in pieces. They can be taken to your reception. Mm-hmm. I just gave a different, like when I posted that video from all the responses and all the shares and everything it went, cause it took off. I was able to give a pers- like five different perspectives that people had not thought about. Mm-hmm. Couples had not thought about. And what that led is to me booking a few weddings and some of my couples even doing backgrounded arch solely because that video, I gave a perspective that they didn't know. So I think that's something that's super important going into social media. It's not just what's the trending sound and how can I put my own art to it? What is, you know, what is something that someone said and now I'm just going to repeat it, right? Mm -hmm. You can find ways to do that, but where you're going to be successful and you're really going to be a value to your couples is sharing your own experience and your own understanding as a wedding or elopement or engagement photographer, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my one little point. I guess I'll do a little backup kind of where, how I got here. Um, again, it was just a hobby. It was just starting. Um, I I had even gone full-time with my work before even starting to really grow my page. Um, I considered my full time when I was reaching the hours, not necessarily the income. So I was doing like 60 to 80 hour weeks. And I'm like, you know what? I may not be making full time money, but I'm doing full time work. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it fell into place as it should have like a, a month or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an app called Clubhouse, which. Oh, we remember that app. Yeah, I was going to say people do or people don't. It really depends on what time you got into it. But was it Clubhouse, COVID? It was. It was late 2020 into early 2021 See, Isn't that crazy? everyone was craving community and basically yes. for those who don't know what clubhouse was it's like twitter spaces now which is basically just like is that a thing um yeah mm. it's like basically where you uh gosh help me and it's describe an interactive it. podcast so it's like there you go. everyone is talking with each other no faces it's just people talking and there would be separate rooms um or like clubhouses there'd be separate rooms for different topics, different discussions. And sometimes there'd be three people in a room. Sometimes there would be 3000 people in a room and it was crazy. But yeah, and you can like sit and listen or you can yeah. like, get involved and you can unmute yourself. It was actually a really cool app. I it was neat. It I, I, think, I think it just like was overused by photographers for like four months. Yeah. It would like run into the ground and then everyone's like, all right, I got the community I need. I need a break. Yeah, right. Um, that maybe that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was, it was great. I remember being so nervous starting to talk on that thing. It was before I was even like ready to kind of go out there with my work and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I got Clubhouse. I started being becoming interactive on there. I made so many connections when it came to other photographers and videographers and people mm-hmm. just in the wedding industry, but especially wedding photographers. Um and that kind of pushed me and urged me to start with Instagram reels. I don't think there was anything really in particular, but I was like, you know what? I'll start really don't recall the reason why, but I started to pursue a lot of like photography humor and also photography education for other photographers. Um, those are really the two big things. Was, so I would, you know, educate photographers on something I knew, something I did, something that worked well for me, et cetera. Or I would hint on some of the humor as a photographer or humor of for instance, like the, the doing the trending noises, something that was frustrating. If someone were to step in the aisle during the wedding, you know, making fun Mm -hmm. of like a wedding scenario, which I look back at, and I think was a very touchy subject. And I'm very glad I stopped when I did, because I was always very keen on not hurting anyone's feelings and being cautious, but there's such a fine line that people can so easily trip over there. Yeah. Um, but either way, that being said, it, my work started taking off. I started making a bunch of connections of other photographers, but then also I started to get couples that came in and be like, Oh, we like your personality. We like what you stand for. We also of course love your work. So we want to hire you. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that same time is when I started broadcasting that I travel. And so that booked me weddings in Vegas and, um, not like a Vegas elopement, but like an outside (laughs) of Vegas wedding. Um, 
Arizona, Texas, kind of all over, it started bringing me some work. So that was pretty much that. Things got real crazy. The six weeks leading up to my own wedding at the end of 2021, I did 12 weddings over the course of six weeks. Wow. 11 or 12. I can't remember. Um, And I am a very cheerful, happy person. I was so burnt out. I like had, I was depressed for like two weeks. I, it was like these waves just came over me. I would just start crying and I couldn't control it. Like it was scary. Mm. Um, it was very scary. So I literally put all, I emailed all my couples and I said, Hey, I'm putting a little break on your work. I got out the very few I had to. And I said, sorry, you know, deadline's going to go a little bit past what the contract time is. I just need this time. And then I'm getting married. Um, thank the Lord I did that because that's the only reason I was able to get this albums done. Mm. <clears throat> um, got married. When I came back, I had taken a huge break from social media and it really just like gave me the middle finger. Like nothing I was posting was going everywhere. And like, I didn't care about going viral, but at the same time, I knew- You're running a business. I'm running a business. And I knew that's how I was bringing in all my clientele. Um, So anyways, it was the beginning of 2022. And I was like, I'm not using TikTok. I don't want to. I didn't even want to comment. I didn't want to engage. I like would watch on it, but I just like, I didn't want to become part of the culture. I don't know why I said that, but (laughs) I didn't. And I was like, you know what? I'll try it. So I tried it, took off. Mm -hmm. Again, I kind of started with some more like, here's trendy sounds to my, to, or here's my photos to some trendy sounds, stuff like that. But I wasn't necessarily going after some of the like humor aspect I was anymore. Um, And by this time last year, I had really transformed it into let me educate couples and educate couples who are looking to get married, that are looking to propose, that are engaged Um, Let me talk to them. Let me talk to other wedding vendors and discuss what my interests are, what I love. Um, It was about this time last year that I made a video discussing one of my packages live. I said, this is the price. This is what's included. And I had just done a price jump. So it was already kind of like invigorating for me. I was like, okay, how's this going to go? Whatever. And you always have to just be ready for some kind of backlash, someone's stupid comment. And you really just have to be able to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And, and like feel like you're embarrassing yourself on camera because if you are, you're not and you're doing great. That's essentially mm-hmm. how the process works. <laughs> um, True. And things just started to take off. And without couples were coming to follow me, saving me, it, reaching out, inquiring because I was sharing perspectives they would not have found anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they also saw my work and understood, hey, look, this is what he specializes in. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And so over the past year in particular, I've really honed in on that and being able, and I've been able to transfer that into these are the details I'm looking to photograph in the style, the price range, everything. And those are exactly the couples that are reaching out. And what it's turned into is about 90 to 95%. I'm I'm not joking about 90 to 95% of my inquiries are from TikTok. Wow. Um, And so I, I, I will still push for Instagram reels. Um, I just, I have a lot more knowledge when it comes to TikTok because I feel like Instagram, as I mentioned to you, can be a little bit more finicky. Um, yeah. It used to be a lot about like the the vibey videos or like solely a trendy sound, right? It wasn't like, let me be educational. Let me share these things. And sure enough, that's starting to change. I don't know if that was with the threat of TikTok going away or what, um, but I've been able to, you know, throw out some educational like the same content I put on TikTok and it started to do well on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, we're, we're up to almost, almost 30,000 followers on TikTok and it's people that just consistently reach out, have questions. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? And that's really what a lot of my niche and my passion has become about is being involved in the process and being yeah. able to, you know, I've, I have brides now that are asking me if I can be on their coordination call and on their, um, their call with their wedding designer to be a part of that. And I'm like, that's crazy. This is the dream. This is what I want right here. So did that answer your question? That was, that was a long, no, it it totally did. And what's crazy is I was looking at um, some of your videos before this and not all of them are what we would consider viral. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's crazy to me because I think people think, Oh, in order to be successful, I need to go viral. Not necessarily. Even if 2000 people only see your, you know, video or even 200, if one of those people sees that and they are the right person and they inquire, that's really all that matters. Danny, I, I love that you said that because I cannot tell you how many times that has happened. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I tell people, first of all, go into it, not expecting to go viral. 
because when you don't, you're going to be a lot less disappointed. And when you do, you're going to be super surprised and grateful Mm -hmm. and encouraged to keep going. But part of that is I can't tell you how many videos have got maybe 20 to 30 likes on something, yet one or two of those people reached out and booked. Wow. Um, For instance, I've done videos of, hey, I'm going to New York. Here are the dates. Here's what I want to do. Um, And I've had three, four people reach out saying, hey, we want an engagement session. And even though it's the content I know is not going to go anywhere because it's not necessarily my niche content for TikTok, um, literally of the maybe... I don't know, let's say 370 views it got, I was able to then book $1,500, $3,000 worth of engagement sessions just for my trip there. Wow. You know, that's just wild to me because it I is. think I think a lot of photographers get caught up in, oh, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm only getting 200 views, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, that the views don't matter. It's who reaches out. And if you spoke to them and if it's like content that they want. And I love that. I, I did see the video you were just talking about where you were like, Hey, go to New York. Anyone want a book? Like, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. If you're interested, yep. like reach out. And that's not something I would ever think to put on TikTok. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's not going to go viral, you know? And yep. that just for like you affects page, our mentality. The for you page can be so powerful and so weird. And it's kind of scary. I'm not going to lie, but yep. part of that is just letting it go and do its thing. And I'm just like, all right, Lord, bring me who you want. Otherwise, that can not go viral and I'll delete it later, you know, trips over, I'll delete it. Um, but it's, it's happened countless times. I think one little tip and trick that I've learned, and this came from, I have a cousin that lives out in LA and he does a lot of, um, networking and he has a lot of, he has very good connections as I'll say. And then one thing he told me is speak as if you are speaking to that person you want to work with, or you want to book, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just put something out there, speak to that person. Um, like using in in your language, use the word you make it feel like you're the one that's planning this. I'm talking to you. Um, and with that, it just strikes a chord with them and it, 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 they pick up on, Oh wait, this is actually me. That could be in this position. This could work out. Mm. Um, and being able to talk to those people, for instance, I did. And then I did a, um, I did a review when Sarah Highland, was it Sarah Highland from modern family? I believe that's yeah. She got married. It was a huge, beautiful wedding and it was florals all hanging from this tree. And that was the first video I did that with. And I was like speaking to like, almost like I was talking to them and just some of the engagement that video got, I was like, okay, kind of strange, but great. And it was the first little example of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true with any marketing you do, not just TikTok. Like you should be thinking specifically talking to a person as if you were on a call with them or, you know, something like that. And I I could definitely see that being resonating more with someone than if it was just a broad, like, check out these photos, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which is a lot of what we see on Reels. And the interesting thing is I think Reels is becoming almost saturated with just people posting like photos and like, you know, on like a audio timer, you know, or whatever. And it's like, well, that's fine. I think what's going to go farther is that educational stuff. I even see it on reels too, like performing better than just like a photo reel. So, and most of the time, those photo reels that get liked are liked by other photographers. Mm -hmm. I've, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I've I've seen that a lot. And I like, I think that's how I built a big connection of or with other photographers, because I was pushing this and like, oh, I resonate with this. This is funny, right? Especially when I was going after that photographer humor or stuff like that. Um, but I think that's so true. And then I have, I think it's still helpful to share your work. For instance, if you find a new, I'm not someone to jump on a bandwagon. And I think that's one thing that helped me was because if I saw something going viral, unless I had a completely different direction for that sound, or I had a completely different idea for what I wanted to showcase, I didn't want to participate in it. Mm. And that really helped me then kind of push my boundaries, push my like limits of like, oh, what am I going to post? What am I going to share? How can I help people? And even when it came to me sharing my work, right, it wasn't just an educational stuff, but like, hey, look at my work. I was trying to go a different route with it. And I think that's still important. I think that can still work very well because then you have people, you know, just jaw to the floor. Wow, this is your work. This is something new. And then that begins as a trend. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I'll have people ask like, okay, then where do I post my work apart from my website? If I'm only supposed to be sharing stuff that's educational and, and making all these videos, because I think it's 50, 50 when it comes to photos and videos now, um, where do I post all my work? Like, how do I have a portfolio? And kind of what I've told people is use your Instagram grid. Like, you know, when you open someone's Instagram, the photos and the videos you see right there, 
use that as your personal scrapbook, whether that be your portfolio, something that tells people about who you are, whether it be a cover page that then leads to a reel that you are educating someone like make that your portfolio and make that your like scrapbook. You don't have to worry about every single photo lining up and every single photo, like having the perfect looking grid, right? Don't make it messy because you want it to flow and kind of be cohesive, but people stress so much about what they're going to post. And I'm like, post what you want your people to see. Mm -hmm. And then in your videos, in your other social media, educate them on why that is who you are. And that's why you want that. If Mm, that makes sense. Um, it's, it's so cliche, but at the same time, it's like post what you want to be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have the opportunity to the second shoot, the opportunity to go to a workshop, the opportunity to do a styled shoot to capture the direction you want to go with your business, do it and post the crap out of it. Talk about it. Love it. Like aim for that. And if not, I love doing videos that use green screen and using photos that I am inspired by and photos that I want to like educate people with and just crediting that photographer, or at least just saying not my photos, right? If it's something that I'm, I'm going between 20 photos that aren't mine, it's, I'll just say not my photos. So I'm not Mm -hmm. taking credit. Um, And then I can educate people on this and they understand, oh, that's Micah's style. This is what Micah likes. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I hate talking about myself in the third person, but that's kind of how that goes. Yeah. 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 No, that totally makes sense. And I think I love that perspective of the way to look at social media too, as far as like videos and then like photos and sharing work. Yeah. Um, but TikTok brought in a huge client for you. It did. Which is amazing. Tell us how that happened. Use that specific example that worked well for you. I love it. This past, so this past weekend I photographed Maureen Semainer's wedding. Um, she was from the Netflix series Cheers. Um, in all honesty, I had not seen it and I had not heard of her until they reached out. Um, and even then I got on the phone with her. I was like, Hey, I haven't watched your show. And she was like, good, cool. I really don't care. We love you and your work. So <laughs> like solid. Let's just keep it there. Cool. Um, I had posted the, the venue that their wedding was at was called the Olana and it's in Dallas, Texas. And it's a beautiful 50,000 square foot venue. The bridal suite has a pool in it. The guy's suite has a basketball court and bowling alley and a garage with Lamborghinis and rolls. I, I like, I literally can go on. Um, yes, no, it's probably like a $50 million estate. Well, that was where their wedding was. And it had been a dream venue of mine for quite some time. I had friends get married there a long time ago. And since I'm like, I need to work here. Um, so I started on TikTok. I'm like, you know what? This is a good example or a good time for me to like share, not just the style of weddings I want to do, but let me share venues I actually want to work at. So I went on to do a little, at the time, um, TikTok was allowing me to do the share photos and kind of swipe between them, like photo mode. They mm-hmm. took it away from me, which is so rude. Don't Wait, know why they don't allow it anymore? Or No, they just took it away from me. Like few people don't have it, but I had it. It was working well. And then I no longer have it. Oh. I've complained about it, but that's yeah. sidetracked. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had done one of those and I'd done nine venues, eight or nine venues that I really wanted to be booked for and work in 2024. Um, and since I've in some of those venues individually, I've done other videos on, but I, I left that and it's still on my TikTok. It's, it's the second pinned video. I'll leave it there, honestly, because I think it's still great advertisement, even though it's months old. Um, and I had the planner of Morgan and her now husband stone reach out, uh, via Instagram DM because she couldn't find my email and say, Hey, do you have an email I can reach you at? sent her my email. And then she sent me the following email that basically said, hi, I'm X and X. Like we are doing Morgan and Stone's wedding and it was highlighted in blue and we already have a people exclusive set up for it. It's going to be at the Alana this day. Um, are you available and interested? And I was like, well, duh. And I opened up the link and I saw who it was. And I remember seeing their proposal photos that took off and all that. Um, so anyways, that is how that went. And then from there on, I just went through my and. In- my normal process of a consultation call and doing what I can to be there for the couple. And when they said, yes, you know, contract, everything was still kind of by the books. Once that reached out, it was very just strange and exciting. The fact that this one little video got the attention of a coordinator that landed me a wedding with first of all, the sweetest couple ever that stands front and center. Their family made me feel like family. And I knew that from the beginning. But a bride with 
1.2 million followers, someone all over Netflix, someone who is admired and is partnerships with makeup, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? I was surprised that this one little video landed me this. Mm. Um, and since then, that that one little video or photo mode, I think I have eight or nine venues on there, and I've had inquiries to at least three, I believe four wow. of those venues. And, and I, the, cra- I take- the crazy thing is that video didn't go viral or like that TikTok. Yes. It wasn't super viral. Yeah. And just wild. I think something that's funny about it is like, I didn't even book some of those other ones, but just getting the inquiry was a success as far as yeah. what my, you know, the marketing does. Right. Um, and that was one of the things is like, I had not seen anyone do something like that. Um, and now I'm not taking credit for starting a trend, but I had not seen a single thing like that. And then immediately afterwards, a lot of people that I saw like the little fall of back or, or the little signs from that they had followed me doing the same thing and seeing it working for them as well. Right. I didn't want credit for it. I didn't need anything, but I'm like, oh, I I feel like I just started something here. And with that, I was able to help other people like, oh, this is actually a strategy that works, right? So that was kind of the me not wanting to be on a bandwagon, but sharing my Mm, interest and it taking off there. Yeah. Um, It's just crazy to me. Did you hashtag that specific venue? Or I'm just wondering how that coordinator like found that specific post, you know? Yeah, there are things with the For You page I'm not going to question. Because (laughs) there's really not like, partly because it works well sometimes for me, but also it's just scary. And like, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I will say something later today and whatever that was, a video is going to pop up in two days on my phone. Um, yeah, weird. I hate it, (laughs) but it's also so helpful to my business. Um, so I don't, as far as what it was, because again, I had eight to nine venues on there. So was was she was she gonna see it if the Olana wasn't on there? You know, you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. I can't control that, and I don't know that. I will say when it does come to TikTok, especially over Reels, TikTok is becoming Google. It I mean, search I, engine. Yeah. It is a search engine. I have gone to TikTok. I I don't know, like two weeks ago, we had artichokes, and I went to TikTok immediately, be like artichoke recipe. Mm. A year ago, I would have gone to Google and been like, hmm, show me what you know. Um, I went to TikTok for that. I went to TikTok to find a new makeup bag to buy my wife for Christmas. You know, it's like, I'm going to TikTok to search for things. So SEO, whether you're familiar with it or not, because trust me, I am not an SEO king. I My website has been down for a year. I don't do blogs, like let, whatever. Let me help you. No, I'm just yes, kidding. <laughs> I was like, Danny, I should talk to you. Um, I'm not an SEO king in that sense, but I will say because TikTok is becoming a search engine, those hashtags are, are are speaking miles for what you're doing. Those hashtags, your descriptions, your captions, all of that is being searched and being analyzed and then being forwarded to those people that need to see it. Mm. So people that come on and search Texas wedding venue, and that was just happened to be my caption or happened to be a hashtag. Um, it so easily can pull up my video and then you can, you can look to be, okay, who posted in the last month? Is this a video I've already seen or I have not seen yet? You know? Yeah. Um, it's insane. So I would definitely say hashtags and what you're putting in your caption has been very important on TikTok recently. And to know that these inquiries are coming from TikTok, do you have like a, how did you hear about me on your form and they put TikTok or how do you know that those people are coming from TikTok? I do. Um, so I have a, how do you hear about me? how do you reach out? Yeah. Um, and when, when couples fill out more than just like the date and location little subject on it, you know, the ones that actually tell you your vision, I'm like, oh, thank, thank you for answering the questions I put. Yeah. Um, you know, they can include where they found me. And that's where about 90% of them end up saying TikTok or a mix of TikTok and Instagram or something like that. Interesting. And I think what's super interesting from my perspective, because I'm mm-hmm. almost 30, I'm an old person, I know. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> Micah is 24. You know, you're of the younger generation. I hate to say it, but you are. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you have more. I think it's interesting that you use TikTok as a search engine because I still use Google or sometimes Pinterest for like a recipe or whatever, you know. Um, and, and so like the younger couples that are getting married and like the younger generation is using TikTok as a search engine, which I think is a huge deal, um, that I hadn't even thought of that I think is like crazy for the next generation that's going to get married soon. Um, for anybody who's like a wedding photographer, even if you're just a portrait photographer, um, to consider. And so that's where I think hashtags can benefit you in the search engine portion of TikTok as well. 
but I was asking, like, I was wondering if that specific TikTok had anything about that venue, but I guess not. Maybe it's just in the. I, I, I think there were, I think there were few here. I have it pulled up right now. Let's see what I included. Um, nope. My hashtags regarding it were dream wedding, um, destination wedding. I'm engaged Lake Como luxury wedding he proposed dream venue and one or two other ones. Hmm. So there was nothing in particular to that. Um, and, and also those hashtags range based off. Sometimes there'll be a little blue check mark, like what's doing well. Sometimes I'll search like a random hashtag that's doing well, just in case it gives it a little extra boost. Um, but apart from that, I, I associate related content to that or who I am as a brand. Yeah. Um, I'll relate that in there. And mm. I wasn't agreeing with you being old. I disagree with that. But I still use Google. Don't worry. I'm just saying. Instagram no, but if it's coming. like, if TikTok is your go-to, you know, for like. A well, it's becoming for sense. a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's becoming for a lot of people. And, um, you know, people that are getting engaged and searching. Oh, wedding photographer. Yeah. I, oh, that's that's what I was going to say. Is reason like that. I personally think that's why the not in the wedding wire don't do well anymore. I can't mm. tell you. I've maybe had one, maybe two people reach out this entire year so far that had any correlation to the knot in the wedding wire. Uh, now I have many disagreements with why that doesn't work and you should stray away from that. And I'd never want to hurt them as a business, but also they're not a small business and they try to capitalize on you sort of thing, whatever we totally. can discuss later. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how much money I just, I walked out on being able, being a part of that for the time I was. Um, but that's part of it is you can't share your vision through that. All you can do is share your previous work. Yeah. And when you're sharing your previous work of something that maybe either you're not quite as proud of, or it's something that like you can't share the direction you're going in. All you're going to do is be stuck in that same loophole, be stuck where you are. Right. And so being able to share what I'm looking forward to doing and what I want to chase after on TikTok has allowed me to really chase after that rather than just being like, oh, here is just my work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and that's interesting because um, like if you are a featured vendor on one of those things, like they're they're not seeing your why message. They're not seeing yeah. your passion. They're just seeing your photos. Yeah, I, I think that doesn't go as far nowadays. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Um, especially with the knot and the wedding wire. When Even when I did that like five years ago, I was getting like group on brides, kind of what I called them. Yep. Yep. I mean, they were looking I, I think, for the discounts and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I think I ended up booking enough weddings to like pay for my subscription plus one. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'd rather Not put this money it. into ads or something at the time. Yeah. And that's true. I think it takes a reevaluation every year to figure out like, is your money working? You know, how yeah. much return on investment exactly. did you actually get? Is it worth yep. the investment? Um, but it seems like if TikTok can be a strategy that, you know, any photographer wants to use, it's definitely a market I think we could be benefiting at that we're not. And I actually love your strategy of coming at it from a different perspective as if a bride, or as if you're talking to someone who doesn't know everything we know as photographers, um, because we know a lot and it's Mm. sometimes we get caught up in that and we think, oh, well, our brides would want to know this. But really like thinking about, no, actually, like if I wanted to do a TikTok on Hawaii and I'm just throwing this out there right now, there's limited waterfalls that you can get married at in Hawaii legally. Um, There is one venue that I found that you can, and it's actually pretty cheap. And so talking about that and educating and saying, hey, yeah, you can go to Hawaii and get married, but actually you can't get married at the waterfalls you're thinking um, and blah, 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 but you can go here. And here's, here's how, what we can do and like exactly. the dream we can have. Right. Yep. That would be an interesting TikTok for someone who's like, I want to get married in Hawaii at the bottom of a waterfall. And they don't know, oh, well, you can't go to every waterfall. You can only yep. really yep. just go to like one or two. Um, anyway, so that is a really interesting perspective. And I'm super happy that you shared that because I think it's an interesting strategy. A lot of us aren't using. Exactly. And I think it's, just, I, I just think that was, that was a perfect example, by the way. Because Great. people won't maybe know I'll that. do it. <laughs> yes, do it, do it. I love encouraging people. I'm like, oh, take this and just run with it. I, yeah. I'll tell people that I'm coaching. I'm like, go through all my stuff. And if there's something you agree with, something you disagree with, something you want to take a different direction, something that you hate, I said, I don't even need credit. Just take it and run with it. Like, be inspired yeah. by it. Um, I think one thing that I done recent, I've done recently that actually 
worked very well and I encourage people to do is talk about your previous work. So if you want to show your work, don't just show it, but be willing to talk about it. So for instance, I think the first pinned video I have on my page right now were live wedding previews I sent to a couple um, about two months ago. And I walked them through, I like I walked in the three minutes, I walked everyone through, I did it on green screen, the entire process of the day. And I was describing pictures as they went. I was talking about my process behind it. I was talking about why this photo spoke to me, like hyping up the the bride and groom in this photo. And I'm like, this this is something right here. I'm just living for it. You know, you have to be a little dramatic for it. It's part of the kind of part of the strategy. But I was doing that and the comments I was getting of like, I did not think of it this way or expanding on what my thoughts were. People didn't just see my work and fall in love with it. I I I got like 100, 200 comments of people just like, I didn't realize you were near me or I didn't realize like this is stunning, which warmed my heart so much. And then expanding on those comments I was making about my work. So they weren't just looking at it, but they were understanding my process behind it and where my heart was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you're really wanting to show your work, talk about it. Talk about why you're passionate because that's just another direction people are going to say, oh, okay, he doesn't just take, he, she doesn't just take great, pretty photos this is why they're passionate. This is how they understand it. Um, this is how they're going to benefit my day. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, even just that idea of like talking about the day in your process as a wedding photographer, it's something we wouldn't think of, Yep. you know, but it's something so, that so many people find value in. So I, um, I can't wait to I, talk about this past Saturday. I'm just like, yeah, Ooh, I know you should. Um, no, but, uh, shoot. Oh, I was going to say, you lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Then I regained it. Um, I was going to say, keep doing what's working. So mm-hmm. even in any strategy you're looking at on social media, whatever did really well, do more of that run with it. Um, just, the, you know, something I think in general, we all need to be doing in business, but anywho, um, Nick, you just said one thing that I think is a very helpful tip, but I just want to give people of what I've noticed real quick Yeah, is when it comes to Instagram, one thing that is so hard to kind of to go with that viral aspect. Like if you're trying to go viral again, don't try. But one thing I've noticed is that you kind of have to find your lane and stick with it. For instance, mine has become about that educational aspect for couples and talking about the wedding industry as a whole, right? I say that because I know like luxury wedding videographers I follow and their content is solely little clips of the most luxurious wedding day. And of course they do well because it's luxury. It's reflecting on money and people are interested in that. But they will do something that has no words behind it. Just a little sound clip that's five seconds. It's vibey. Millions of views. Yeah. Right. That's their lane. They found that. They're sticking with that. And it's doing so well for them. It is doing Mine well. is talking about what I do and like expressing my passion, my work. Like it varies, but it's kind of. It, it's got a general guideline. And if I don't stick by that, like for instance, when I post about this is where I'm going, I'm looking for a couple here, like that gets no traction. Now, of course, the one or two people that can get traction, like I get traction with, do inquire, but it doesn't really typically go past like three, 400 likes or views, excuse me, views. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to find your lane and stick with it and just pursue it. Yeah, I agree. And I think like when I think of specific TikTokers I follow or specific, um, even photographer educators, I know what content to expect from them. Yep, and exactly. that is something I think everybody needs to figure out. It's like, okay, what did well when I posted it? How can I do more of that and stick with that lane? Exactly. And I think that's a great point. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here because it's so, been a, I know. such an amazing conversation. I could go on for like another hour, but, um, I don't want to steal your evening. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the question I always ask everybody at the end of my episodes is if you could go back five years ago and find yourself and tell yourself anything, it could be business related. It could be life related, anything. What would you say? Ooh, wow. I was not prepared for that, but that makes I know, I'm, it always throws people off, but it's such a good question. I love it. Um, I think it would be courage, like trying to find courage to chase what I want to, but also understanding what it is that I want. I think five years ago is when I was really like, let me take anything and everything I can. And it puts you in situations where sometimes you just have to keep your head down and wait for something to be over. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's not saying I haven't enjoyed working with everyone I do. I, I do. But I think if I could understand the direction I wanted to go at five years ago, even if I was just starting, and had the courage to pursue it harder than I did, a million percent I would have done it. Because I feel like I would be even five times further than I am now had I done it then. Mm, so courage. I love that. Yeah. 
so good. Micah, this has been so much it's fun. It's so fun. Thank Where, you so much. <laughs> you're, you're, of course. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? All the yes. Love it. My two big sources are Instagram and TikTok, and they are both Micah Cook photos. Um, they both are linked to my website, which is not up. It's tip. It's simply just an inquiry form at the moment. Um, but you can find me at Micah Cook photos on Instagram and TikTok. I would just like to say Micah is a shining example of not having a website and being completely it's successful. So, so funny. It's so you... bad. Don't wait, don't, don't follow me. Please don't follow me in my footsteps. It's been a working progress, but it works, but yeah, works. I always say have more eggs, not just yes. in one basket, but yes. we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> All right, Micah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and everybody, if you enjoyed today's episode and you had a good time, like I did, give us a five-star review, leave a review and get in the Facebook group to be a part of the community. We have lots of things going on in there. Um, and until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye-bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes, all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.